everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman. And joining us this week, Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. Ben Moore. Yep. Brandon Jones. Yep. And Ian Hink on the switcher. Ah! Whoa. <laughs> Somebody Ian, help that man. I couldn't see you. Was that like excited or scared? I'm not even sure. Okay. It's late, man. Yeah. It's not like a song. Yeah, we're late. starting late. Ah! Starting a little late. Doing uh, some business. Was it apparent I couldn't decide between everybody and everyone and said the word, it's like a halfway in between word? Yes. Nope. Yeah, that was apparent? Oh, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> I, Not to I, me. I almost said, you want to do another take? It was like, which head? word? Which one? Which <laughs> I couldn't decide. Uh, everyone. It is me. time for Recruit Me. We have to decide mm. if this person will okay. join our party or not. Mm. Uh, our, the submission comes from Brian Cause. Has Ben been on one of these? No. Yeah, I don't this think you've had this new. responsibility yet. Um, here we go. I am a snake with human arms. Oof. Recruit. The arms are too heavy for me to move. Oh, no. So I slowly drag them behind me. No. And finally. Oh, you started so well. I have a deadly poison in my fang that can paralyze even the strongest of creatures. But most of the time, I'm too tired to bite anyone because of the arms. My name is Slithering Steve Phillips. Would you have me join this party? <laughs> do we go in order? Uh, we don't have to. Oh, my gosh. Blood doesn't seem prepared yet. So, Ben, what do you have? Do, you, do we recruit Slithering Steve Phillips? Absolutely. Why? I love fixer-uppers. Fi- this is a fixer-upper. <laughs> I love sure. fixer-uppers. Yep. I think this is somebody that doesn't believe in themselves yet, mm-hmm. yeah. who's yeah. had to go through a weird life, yes. but, but is a star. Mm-hmm. And I think with a little bit of training, get that, that experience up. We could help them find their full potential. I think of uh, Donnie in Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, eventually, yeah. this will be Don't the best. Don't write it off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Jones? I wasn't in until you said Donnie. Now I'm in 100%. <laughs> no, really? Are you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we can work with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when some people have an issue and it's like, I'm cursed in this way and there's nothing you can do about that. Like, yes. do you need those arms? Do you need them? Oh, you want to cut off the snake arms? I want to begin the discussion. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. Whoa. All right. I'm not you, cool with that. Do Wait. you need that tooth in, in your mouth? Can we maybe like take that out? We need the tooth. We need the tooth for the poison. The poison's yeah. the most valuable part of this whole snake creature. But does the, the poison doesn't work if the tooth is out of the mouth? It will not. No. Okay. No. It needs to be in. The, okay. Can it's we the drain it? Delivery system. Can we drain? Can we milk the tooth? Can we put a pot on his head? What? Is that See, allowed? these are all options. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying we have to do these things or don't have to do them, I mean, but at least we're having a conversation right, about it. Right. Whereas, cutting off the weird mutant arms is an option. The rest of it, I don't understand where, what the benefits are. We're not cutting <laughs> off his arms. We're don't figuring it out. Well, you Blood. know, it's like, it's like when they drain venom from snakes, they'll have the snake bite yeah. onto a bottle or what something. What you do is they... you build trust and get him to allow you to swing him like a like a poisonous rope or yes. a mace, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, you just have him bear the tooth and you implant him into a guy. Drag I him, feel drag like him that, in a I think, like, Huber is been rubbing off on you. Oh, that yeah. is a, I want to be clear. This is not a snake. This is a conscious person who could potentially join our party and who could t- potentially be a romantic option. Oh, right. And dude. we're talking about just swinging you gotta rub. No, you got to no, rub no, the no. face. No, you you got to rub the face. Kyle, I'm talking, it's like a consent thing. It's like <laughs> when Gimli is like, toss me. You know, you yeah, build, yeah. it's an emotional arc you build up to it. I'm legitimately in if we can put a pot It's on a Colossus okay. Wolverine yeah. situation. I get yeah. it. I get yeah. it. All right, Blood, do you want to recruit Steve Phillips? Yeah, I, I, I think Ooh. I think so. It's unanimous. <laughs> I think we we got to give it a shot. I do Slytherin too. Steve Phillips is part of the party. We'll see his fate at the end of the podcast. Based on that response, I think he leads the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> party leader. Slytherin Steve Phillips. <laughs> Jones, could you please begin the corrections music? 
Frieza is Vegeta's older brother. Uh, PS2 emulation is simpler than I gave it credit for. Oh, uh, a lot of comments really? said that. They said, like, yeah, it's pretty easy. Like, right now, there's a lot of really good PS2 emulation. So I wanted to give everybody credit for that. Uh, and, oh, the person who, at Evo, who came out in G's clothes with G's gold tattoos is G's voice actor, Christopher Smith. Very cool. I yeah. did not know that. That was, a, that was the voice actor, that character. Is PS2 emulation easy enough to put it in the PS4? <laughs> <laughs> End corrections music. No, the answer is no. I mean, mm. there is an emulator that's running. It's uh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, our news this week all happened in the three days after we finished recording our podcast last week. Uh, okay. Exciting week last week. It On was. Wednesday, two, uh, that was Tuesday. No, that was Wednesday. Excuse me. Yeah. On Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Ding, Wednesday, ding, Thursday, ding. Friday. We had the Smash Bros. <laughs> Direct, 7 a.m. The day after that, 8 a.m., the uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 gameplay reveal. And then on Friday, the, the, review, the gameplay reveal of Doom Eternal. Boom, boom, boom. I want to talk about each of these things because I think even a week later, they're still really exciting. And I, I think it's kind of cool the way these things kind of go. It's cool to have just three individual events for things like that. Uh, alone, I don't know if I would draw like any big headlines for any of these things. But I think together that they all occurred next to each other, that they all got the attention they deserved is something that is notable. But I want to talk about the Smash, Smash Direct firstly. Um... Simon Belmont was the first thing revealed in this thing. This was a character who was widely rumored and then pretty much confirmed the night before. Yeah, uh, some leak happened? Where yep. did that happen? Uh, it was their own web Smash website. You can go and listen to tracks that are oh. new to the thing, musical tracks. Someone accidentally renamed one of the tracks to Castlevania, the, the title of two Castlevania tracks, and that really gave it away. They what did it that? to themselves. I thought Nintendo like accidentally uploaded something to YouTube or something. It, they accidentally changed a file name on their own Smash website. Oh, okay. And that was it. That was like enough to kind of confirm that Simon Bel- that Belmont is real. Um, what's up, Jones? It's just it's rough. You know, there's just so many moving pieces, like yeah. so many things to. It's rough. I don't think that reveal was ruined. Oh no! I think it was not ruined no. for yes. a couple of reasons, but one main reason. What's the main reason? Richter is an Echo Fighter. Like, yeah. kind of... Oh, I was going to say Luigi was savagely Luigi, murdered. Luigi well, that was yeah, also very good. But <laughs> yeah. that, that was... I think that almost resonated more than Simon being did, added yes. to the game. Like, seeing Simon, I was like, oh, man, I wish I didn't know about this. But but Richter was kind of the, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Extra icing on top of the whole thing that really made it worth it to me. Yeah. Uh, and a Castlevania stage. Oh, that stage. Uh, basically a strong commitment to Castlevania yeah. being in this game. Well, they said 34 darkest tracks, stage right? In Smash yeah. Brothers history. Tracks. Yes. What? He said this is our darkest Smash Brothers stage ever. That was ever. confirmed? He said he darkest? He said that in the video. Oh, okay. That's funny. Darkest uh-huh. stage ever. I don't know what that means. Jones, like, I thought you were making that statement. Thematically or just the color palette. I'm not right. sure specifically what he was addressing. Thematically, but. I feel like we could say that is the darkest oh, t- yeah. stage. It's dark, man. The, the the Castlevania enemies appear, and you have to fight them off. I mean, it's darker than a Castlevania game from that cutscene. Sure, yes, <laughs> because we did witness the death of Luigi. Uh, a really fun detail that a lot of people pointed out to me is that you never see Luigi again for the rest of that whole 25-minute <laughs> oh, no, presentation. That's fantastic. <laughs> never again. The, the, the very end, right? 
No. It would be so oh, great. Oh, just at the end of that trailer. This would this would no. v- very much upset people, but like imagine Smash Ultimate comes out and it's every character but Luigi. But they it's just grayed stealth. out. Yes. RIP in the yeah. corner of the, oh my God. Of the there's, square. There's no way that we wouldn't be mad. You know what I mean? Like I'm sorry, there's no way we would be mad. That'd be awesome. Right? Oh man. Commitment to the bit is and what like, that is. Uh-huh. And like you click on it. And you just hear Sakurai's voice. He just says, "Listen, I did it for me," and that's it. That's the only. <laughs> I did this for me. Yeah, it's the only justification. Uh, it was a jam-packed presentation, almost a half hour long. So many more details beyond these characters. Oh, King K. Rule uh, mm-hmm. of Donkey Kong Country also announced as a playable character. It was so interesting. It was. I was riveted for that 25, 28 minutes. I can't remember which. Uh, and again, just all hosted by Sakurai himself, the person directing and basically making this game uh with some yellow and purple tears behind him blood assumes this is another hint i don't assume that people have been talking about it of waluigi but Uh, it's or at least a troll you think it it's it seems like too obvious to not be done on purpose so whatever it is like somebody intentionally put a yellow and purple chair behind Sucker. I don't know. If, I don't. I can't go there, Blood. I can't take that leap with you, because I can. Like Luigi not being in the rest of Direct is not a coincidence. That's mm-hmm. just a really funny commitment to a bit. Yeah. I don't know if yellow and purple is a commitment to a bit. How many people got yellow and purple chairs lying around though? <laughs> Good point, Ben. I have zero purple chairs. Right, <laughs> zero yellow chairs. I'm not against it. He's got one of both, <laughs> <laughs> and they're right behind him. Yeah, and. and Basically, the whole presentation itself, meticulous. The way numbers are presented, the way that new moves are presented, new characters, new items, meticulous, meticulous, every shot perfect, every shot designed, to, to the point where I could believe that a yellow and, and purple would be intentional. Uh, but Jones, what do, you, what do you take away from a presentation like this? So well, I unique. A, I had an interesting question a couple of Jones where someone said, what other franchise should get the Smash treatment? Yeah. And I can't think of anything. I, like, maybe like Madden? Or FIFA, but it's like it, it, to, to me, it's it, because they're, they're annual, and so it's the kind of thing where it's like it, the the devil is in the details. Like I'm, this might look like the same game. I need to know specifically. Mm. You can turn this on and off. You know, our audience clipped out you just uh, talking about there's no Smash Ball anymore that you can you you can change you have the it. option. You yes. have the option to yes. switch it so that you don't have to hunt for this ball flying around. That you actually just build that up so you got supers going off all over the place. And you were so excited, your hands jumped up in the air. Like, yes, yeah, you know, and and so like you, I, I think it's. It was the kind of presentation where they treated everything with the same amount of reverence because they don't know what's going to be your favorite thing that we're adding. Like, you might not care about Donkey Kong. You might not be a big Castlevania fan. Mm -hmm. So the beginning and the end aren't really for you. It's kind of maybe one of these little beats in the middle there, um, focusing on these these other characters, seeing... Where you have 900 music tracks. Yeah. Where you just turn the screen off. The 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 way the bar goes up and the numbers being squished, blast through there. (laughs) Or even him specifically saying 800. Well, I mean, 900 if you really want to get technical about it. <laughs> and the I little like self aware comments where he's like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. We're but I, I think amazing. it's a strange confluence of like, there are so many details in this game, there are so many tiny additions, but it is a game that at no point takes itself self seriously ever and I can't think of another game that has those two things that isn't like annual meaning we get them every year but every time we do get a new Nintendo console it's something that we know we're going to get and so we just need those details but they can have two characters staring at each other and and goofy things happening and you know Diddy and Donkey's eyeballs flying out of the you know uh, um, DDD trolling them you know giggling you know these weird bits like I cannot for the life of me I can't think of another franchise that could get away with that Monster uh, Mario Party 
But like Mario Party, we wouldn't care. You know, if yeah. right. if they went a half hour on Mario Party, I'd be bored by yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that is Jones, you're so right in that in that this, like think of even like a year ago if they did Mario Odyssey, like let's do an out, half hour Mario Odyssey, it'd be spoilers. I wouldn't want to well, see these things. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think it, it being this fighting game that brings all these franchises, I feel like that is an asset to why this is interesting, why they can hold a half hour. Yeah, I don't know what else could do. So it's it's crazy. It's like his custom built campaign that they've perfected over the years and just in my opinion get better and better at yeah but it's designed specifically for this franchise mm-hmm. and no one can really imitate it and if they do i think you know in a lot of instances they probably fall flat and ben i feel like no one could could present this other than sakurai i feel yeah. i feel like no one else could design an explanation design a, a half hour of explaining a game as well as he did yeah i i think if you kind of stick with the announcement of Smash Brothers Ultimate where it's like, hey, this is the ultimate version of Smash Brothers. We're putting every character in here. Here you go. That would have been enough. They could have just come out with that with no other crazy stuff. They didn't need to put Simon Belmont in there. They didn't need to do this these stages. They didn't need to go to this level. But they do. It This ultimate version of this game feels like an event and it feels exciting in a way that it totally did not need to go to this level to be extremely successful. Yeah. Um, and I think that is what's most impressive is, is just like think about Luigi dying and how funny that was and how that powered up the internet for days. Like the next smash point that we get I want to see what the story is going to be. <laughs> That's an exciting thing to say. Or, or even the the the, gra- the graph paper level where you're you're charting how far people jump and how far you can throw them. That's a whole it's other like, mode, dude. I yeah. am never going to use that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to help anybody become a better player at this game. I have no interest in that. Like that for me personally as a gamer is zero impact. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's fascinating. You know, like yeah. just the way they package it, how much time they spend explaining it, letting the letting just you looking at it kind of introduce you to the concept. So it's not something somebody comes out on stage and explains it for five minutes and then shows it to you. You just kind of jump right into it. And so it's this constant, you know, um, seeing these new little little beats. And, and for me, just as somebody who's always kind of sat outside of the Smash Brothers, I can appreciate it and understand its value even if I don't, it doesn't really resonate directly with me. So, Blood, I don't know if we should get into this, but we saw the main menu of Smash Brothers Ultimate. Mm, yeah. Uh, in the bottom left-hand corner... Uh, uh, a huge chunk, a quarter of the main menu is a green button that was blurred out. There was a mosaic over it. Uh, there's a theory. Have you seen the theory of what that is? Uh, that it's supposed to be uh, Waluigi sneaking love? Yes. Well, not that theory. Uh, uh, well yeah. yeah. yes. played. I like that so, theory. So what happened was uh, basically the mosaic d- didn't keep up with the letters. And for a couple of frames, maybe one frame, you can see the top of the letters that would clearly spell out spirits. That fourth mode, that quarter of the, the, the menu is a mode called spirits. What does that mean? Whoa, what does that mean? I haven't heard this. Yes. I haven't heard it either. And so the people theorizing again, they're like, hey, Mario and Mega Man died in that Ridley reveal. Luigi died in that Castlevania reveal. Is this somehow tied in with spirits? That's all we have. I mean, it's just conjecture at this point, Bloodworth. Right. Do you think that's... A, what, what do you envision spirits to be? I mean, whether it's spirits that or or not i i do think the most likely candidate is that is the adventure mode story mode whatever uh because i i think that 
you know, they they had a successful version on Melee. Uh, they went all out, but kind of faltered with Brawl, and then they didn't really do anything that significant with the Wii U game, right? Right. Well, they They're, did the the game board mode. Right. But okay. no story. No story. Right. 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 right, right. Yeah. So I think I think there's still sort of that 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 hunger, and, and with, again with these cutscenes and stuff that we've seen in the trailers that to really bring that out to bring these characters together in fun ways mm-hmm. and just have a goofball time with them and i i think it's really like let's get, make that happen and let's also try to make gameplay work with that and I, and I think they've said a couple of times talked about bosses yes and bosses is an interesting concept for me so bosses were in Wii yeah. U, for yeah. sure, but we saw footage of Rathalos in what doesn't look like a Smash Bros. stage. Just yeah. a big, flat Monster Hunter stage. Not so much Dracula, how they introduced Dracula, yeah. and yep. the fact that uh, King... K- is it K-Rules? Is that the official like, pronunciation? King, King K-Rules. K- rules, like, yeah. But uh, adding him to the game, and, and really focusing on look at all these other characters that do have their iconic nemeses yeah. included, and so... Yeah, well, do we put it? Did we add him just because people requested this, or does this line up with I a saying. mode that's already available in that? I was just saying, Jones. Uh, I did not especially enjoy playing Subspace Emissary in in Brawl, but man, those cutscenes were super fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, and so I would happily take more of those. These half-hour advertisements are super fun to watch. Yes, I'm riveted. Uh, I do just on a surface level the lamest thing. But I like the word spirits. I oh, like. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got your story right here. Huh? They're all dead, and and in the campaign is you reuniting everybody with their body and sending them back. And I wonder if that also ties into where have they been? Like where where has Snake been? Where has Pichu been? Like why why weren't they in the other games? <laughs> because they were dead. You know. Oh, and so I wonder if like the beginning, like the first cutscene. <laughs> like what if in the first cutscene, it's you know the the classics Mario, you know Samus, Link, like they show up and okay we're here to defeat this boss and it's this, uh, this new boss created just for Smash Brothers Ultimate. That boss wipes Dracula, wipes everybody out. Yeah. You know, and they die, they go into limbo or whatever, and there's Pichu's like I've been. Here the whole time, <laughs> and we know how to get us back, you yeah. know. And so then they have to team up with weird characters. And I feel though, from what we've seen so far, like there's got there's got to be some kind of like like dip and back up to the arc, where, because we've seen you know Mario and Mega Man get taken out, and we saw Luigi get taken out. Yeah. So I I feel like they won't all be dead at the start. I, I feel like we're gonna start off, and like people are gonna get picked off, and then whoever's left has to you know. They're Reunite all dead. Yeah. You have to start as Pichu. Yeah, to start as Pichu. But they do. One of the other thing you got excited for was the life meter as opposed to the stamina meter or whatever you would call it. The the um, percentage. Yeah. The percentage, right. So, yeah. like, different terms for success. I wonder, it'd be crazy if there was a mode where, like, once your health bar got taken away, your spirit got knocked out of your body and your body just collapsed wherever <laughs> that was. And so you have to like get back to it and like get in your back, get your body back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you get like one kind of like your little saves trying to get back on the platform. You get one last save to like actually get back in the match. I Wouldn't don't mind it. I, I both absolutely adore and kind of detest this sort of speculation though. Oh yeah, exactly. Because your mind won't runs wild it's and you're baseless. like yes. right. And then when it's like, oh, it's a boss rush, that could be fun yeah but you're like it's not spirits right <laughs> you don't name a boss rush spirits that's right like subspace emissary is like a name of its own game that's bad right spirits could be its own game and that's a good title yeah. i like it what Excited if it's an it. actual tie-in to the mcu 
where all of them can <laughs> they can go into the astral form like Doctor Strange, and you can fight in astral form while your body is being operated on uh, by what's her name? <laughs> it could be. Yeah. That'd, be worth it. That'd be worth it just for the announcer to go astral form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I want to talk about what happened the day after we saw our first gameplay ever of Red Dead Redemption Two. Woo! Uh, which was cool because I mean they just announced it a day prior uh, during the direct. Yes. you told me. Yeah, during the direct live. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? It's what am I doing tomorrow morning? <laughs> really funny because the the debut of Red Dead Redemption happened the same day as the re- the debut of the Switch. Those two things were on the right. same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're button heads. I feel like those two companies. Uh, uh, Jones, mm-hmm. what's the headline? What's the headline there? The headline, well, first of all, the HUD. I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at mini-map for the first time. You're looking, they've talked a lot about character interaction. So I'm like, trying to sell I'm newspapers and you tell things. me the HUD is a net headline? <laughs> well, I mean, what's the, what's the takeaway from, I guess, I guess Simon and, and King that, K. Rule. I think but that like, is what you write in the headline, yeah. Uh, I, I mean the the first thing the the first thing where my my eyes and ears perked up when I yes. clicked on that YouTube link was the video was five minutes and I was like ah here we go <laughs> okay <laughs> like this is this is diving a little bit deeper yeah they are going to explain it whoever that wonderful lady is who who introduced us to all the elements of Grand Theft Auto Five is back same voice she's I'm, I don't I'm assuming kind of the same cadence I don't know if it's the same person yeah but um, uh, to very you know kind of like one beat after after the other explain and I think there's like a fine line there I think and and that's what I enjoyed also about the the Smash Brothers thing. Is it's one thing to say, here are the elements we're going to introduce in our game, versus here are the elements we're going to introduce in our game. You're like, all right, calm down. You know, yeah. don't you don't be 100 percent sure I'm excited. Make me excited. You know, um, you know, just give me the information, and then whether I think that's fascinating or not is on me. You, I know, would, you don't necessarily I, need to have the tone of like you're going to love this. I would and, say dispassionate, even. Yeah. Welcome to the modes. Yeah, of just Red give Dead me the Redemption info. Two. Just give me the yeah. yeah. Uh, and so yeah, I, I like those details. Uh, I'm I'm still waiting for I think everybody's waiting for online. So I, I think like that was the thing. I was like, are we gonna get into that? But I think she kinda said it at the end too. So like next time. Not really. That wasn't one the online wasn't one of those no, things. Dead eye like, was the last yeah. thing they showed. She's like, We're gonna get into combat next time. So oh, we'll see. And missions. Uh and missions, yeah. And but they games, um right? uh the one of the big takeaways that people saw that I admittedly like every time that I talk about Red Dead, there's one or two things after it. I'm like, I was such an idiot. It was right there in front of me and I didn't notice it. Like uh um and the the big one was I'm like, well, why? Why does he is he carrying the gun and he's got his pistol when in Red Dead Redemption you just had any gun on you at all times? And it's like, oh, they're not going to do that now. Like, it's, you're, you're you are you are not going to have every weapon on you at all times. Like you because they're like your horse will have you'll be able to store weapons on your horse. And I'm like, well, why would I store weapons on my horse if I can access any gun in the game on the weapon wheel in two seconds? Is that a good thing, Jones? Potentially, a lot of people were really excited about that. A lot of Max Payne Three fans were coming out of the woodwork because they had that, where like Max would have like an assault rifle in one hand and a pistol in the other. The moment that ran out of ammo, screw it, throws it, you know, brings out the assault rifle. So there's like a little bit of that of him having, you know, the the um, having his revolver and then having like the shotgun or the rifle just in his hand, mm-hmm. like carrying that, that in. Um, I, I think it would be fun to make the fights a little more dynamic if there was a lot of like picking up enemy weapons. Mm-hmm. So you would, you know, melee somebody, grab their shotgun, use that until it's empty, throw it, pull out some other gun. 
Um, make you feel less time because the there West. was there, there was a point in Red Dead where like I enjoyed the combat in that game tremendously, but the challenge I think they were really looking at it this time and be like, how can we make this tricky? How can we make you have to adapt to situations and um, make it feel? Because you look back, it's like some of the best westerns and all those shootouts. Like they never really go. You're never just watching somebody just dominate the whole time. Like there's always some kind of you got to take the, his guns away or trap him somewhere. And so I wonder if they're trying to get creative and think like, how can we? You know, not uh, just not make you feel like a god throughout the whole game. You're just like, I got dead eye. What am I afraid of? Yes. So um, looking forward to that. I, the horse stuff honestly blew me away. I think that was my there's one shot where he kind of does a little side skirt on the horse. And she's like, how did you do that? Like, how are you controlling the horse there? And, and uh, uh, the, your treatment of the horse and um, the fact that you really have to commit to one. It's not just like, oh, I bought all these like deeds or whatever to all these different horses and I'll just swap them out. Whenever I feel like it. So you got to pick a horse. You got to take care of it. The more you take care of it, the better relationship with it you have. It'd be interesting. Uh, there, there was a, uh, a leading part where you could actually see a button that's like, stop leading the horse. Where he's like going through the swamp and the horse is just behind him, following him. And so uh, it'd be interesting to see if the more you build up a relationship with the animal, the more you can kind of separate yourself from the animal. And like it'll, you know, like either support you in some weird way or like stay at a distance and then come running in when you need it or... Um, just mm. respond quicker to your commands. Jones, why didn't Red Dead Redemption 2 go for a half hour? Uh, I, I just think they're pacing it out. The, yeah, the, the advertising for Red Dead Redemption 2 has been a little weird. <laughs> I, I think they keep kind of reintroducing the same concepts. Yeah. And just for me as a hardcore fan, I, I got to know how posses work. I got to know if there's any character swapping from, like, from GTA V. I got to know what's up with online. So every time they're like... Here's specifically how cool horses are. It's like, that's cool. That, I wouldn't say, raises my anticipation for the game because it's, like, at a, you know, at maximum right now. Yeah. I just really have, like, a one or two questions I need answers. And they just keep pushing, kicking that can down the road. Like, we'll get there. It's going to be next time on the next video. They're gonna, And next time we'll talk about online modes. Yeah. I think there's just, there's going to be some bomb they have yet to drop. Where sure. people are like, whoa, that's crazy. Sure. That's how online works? Whoa. Do you think one a month until the end? Until it comes out? I would imagine, if, if they said part one, I can't imagine there's a part two and done. I think yeah. part two is going to be more specifically, what does your quest log look like? What's the difference between main missions and side missions, like you reminded me of, Ben? And co- how does combat work? And then online is part three. Sure. A, and that's like question. right before launch. I have a question for you. The, these kind of ads, uh, whether it's these guys or uh, Just Cause 4 uh, did one similar... But for specifically uh, Rockstar, they've done these for a long time, and they feel kind of, like, stuffy, like, mm-hmm. uncharacteristic of the games that they're putting out. Like, I think they did these for GTA Five too, and it's like, these shouldn't really be the ads that you're doing for these games, but they do, and the games still perform, and they work. Do you think they're, like, resting on their laurels with this kind of advertising, where they're just like, we know you love this game, you're in already, here, we're just going to explain it to you. Because it seems like incongruous with the style of the game. It definitely is, but I like that it's not condescending. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is a direct delivery right, of right. facts. The attitude isn't forceful. Yeah, it's sure. Like, yeah! And it's just like, yeah. no, here's the game. Here's how we're presenting it. And and I think the the deepness of the experience is something that they've been you know repeating again and again and again. Like there's and and honestly, next to the horse, one of my favorite shots from this last trailer was this woman being like, "You killed my husband!" Like, whoa, what happened there? What? Yeah. When did I just run that guy over going through a town at high speed? Or like, was that a part of a side mission? Or that was somebody's wife? Ha- you know. So like, it's <laughs> in in in, in, re- in redemption, you could go and rescue people or uh, take out. 
Um, you could go do a bounty and take somebody out, or you could like bring them back in, and whether you killed them or brought them back into town, that just gave you more money. It would be interesting to see other layers on that, where like maybe they go into jail, maybe they're there the whole game. You can always go back to that jail, and like the guy's there because you brought him in, or he broke out of jail and you got to go get him again. Or if you rescue someone, then that person might want to join your band, or they might help you in another mission down the road, or All right, Jones, like a permanence to relationships you build. If we're going there, I have one demand of this game. If I'm doing horse races, I don't want to see hundreds of people watching. I don't want to see it. It bothers me <laughs> that there's like a hundred spectators of my little horse race that I'm and like people don't have homes. Where are you going? Yeah, yeah. Where are you going after this horse race? Yeah. Hated that. It made me so mad, dude. I think uh, believability in the environment is paramount. Yes, in this right. game. I think so yeah. too. So I would be surprised if. But I, I think like going back to what what Ian asking, I I think that these specific kinds of trailers are very just very targeted towards that hardcore audience they're sure. targeted to the people that want to know the nitty-gritty details yeah you're right and then the when they want to when they want to hit the the rest of the the broader audience with tv spots and stuff they'll have all the slick cuts they'll have the right music in there and and and, and the right sound ups and everything and, and they'll make it really tight I, I do think it is a, kind of an effective branding tool, though, because I remember watching uh, the, the reveal, and I scrolled at the comments, and there was a lot of, you know, YouTube comments are not a great uh, signifier of anything, but I did see repeated comments of, like, oh, man, nobody makes games like Rockstar. Like, ah, oh, this presentation was like a cut above. And so I, I do think it kind of plays into this mentality of... of I don't know if professionalism is the right word, but it's like, like almost like this showroom kind of like, let me reveal my wares to you. It looks good, right? Right, right. This game looks right. good. And I, I think that, that again, I don't, I'm not sure if class is the right word, but there's kind of this air about the whole presentation that makes you, it makes you want to be in awe of it almost, I yeah. think because of, of kind of the tone that they're taking. And I think that is, is very deliberate and obviously very effective uh, for for Rockstar Games because I think like Rockstar Games in and of itself like kind of has its own attitude like it's not just the games that they're making that have their own tone like you kind of expect something out of a Rockstar game maybe maybe you know you you expect a, a certain level of humor or a certain level of like world detail I don't know it's just it's just do, kind of yeah. its own brand in and of itself it's an so. appropriately named company right because they, <laughs> they <laughs> behave like a Rockstar for like, sure. They, they'll show up to E3 if they feel like it. Yeah, you they'll know? release games when they want. Yeah. to. They're not making a table tennis game ever again. They're also not. Yeah, you never know. Uh, it'll be a mode in GTA Online. <laughs> uh, the uh, also the for as much as we've seen of Red Dead Redemption Two, and like it's pretty sizable once you like add. I think it's like 15 minutes now of like footage across like all the trailers. Um, not really spoilery. There's nothing I've seen yeah. where it's like, oh, I wish we hadn't seen that. Like mm -hmm. anytime a character jumps in and talks or says something, it's one line, extremely taken out of context. So really hard to I love the juxtaposition of the blonde guy with the mustache who's like, you know, uh, we got to look out for our brothers and brothers sometimes make mistakes. And he says that in early. I was like, whoa, this guy's really serious. And then you see him in the last trailer and he's drunk. He's like, wait, well, say we go steal some horses. And like, cool. It's neat that I'm getting different moments in the story beats from these from this guy. I can't tell what happened before the other one. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know how important he is to the story, but it's just it's neat that when we get those little slices of story, they're very small. Man, I like the camps too. I like this idea oh, we got a camp that's right. basically where we go and talk to our, our crew and, and get new missions, get side missions, yeah. build relationships. It's a cool this idea to add to This lady feeding chickens. I'm like, yeah. she's feeding chickens! <laughs> <laughs> like, what a silly thing to be that excited about, but... 
Uh, uh, it's the there, little details. Were, there were some feeding chickens in Ocarina of Time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you could feed cuckoos. Uh, I want to talk about another game that I think had its audience in awe. Doom Eternal. Boy, did it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, ben, I'm going to need you to lead this one because I've read about Doom Eternal, but I did not watch this presentation. I The more I think about it, the more I think that Doom Eternal is a really hard game to show off. Why? Um, because Doom 2016 had a story kind of built into it, mm-hmm. where it was taking a franchise that had been dormant for a pretty long time, and it was trying to reinterpret it for a modern audience. Yes. And it did that while also feeling extremely authentic. It, it was like, look and listen for five seconds and we got it. Right. They right, did it. They right. pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> they, but they were able to do it without feeling like they tried too hard. It was sure. just like, no, th- this is... I, I didn't know what Doom was going to look like in 2016, but the way that you did it feels like the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just... It felt so right on every level. Like, just the, the way that it played, the way that they represented those demons, the weapons, the music was God damn incredible. <laughs> like, just everything was so on point. I really am absolutely smitten with that game. And so when you get to Doom Eternal, it's like, you did this so well. You you kind of took this sacred cow and, and did it justice. I just want more of that. And if you do, if you make it too weird, I'm going to be bothered because I just, I didn't even get single player DLC, so I just want more. Um, but if it's too similar, does it kind of get buried? Does it kind of just become like, oh yeah, they did it. Now they're doing it again, like kind of a Mega Man 10 situation where I think Mega Man 10 is a good game, but it didn't get the attention that Mega Man 9 did because like we get it. You did the trick. You brought it back. Ben, we were actually talking about this last week. It's why I'm nervous for Octopath Traveler. Yeah. I kind of wonder if the sequel will kind of fall off because it will will have that same effect. You saw the same thing happen with Brave the Default and Bravely Second. Like there just was not the, the same... Level of enthusiasm for that game. Not yes. speaking of the quality of the game at all, I just don't feel like it garnered as much like media attention. So how um, is Doom Eternal going to dodge that? It did it because, again, they just... They they solve problems that you didn't expect them to, to solve. I'm like, okay, they're going to reveal Doom Eternal. I expect some sweet kills. And boy, mm-hmm. were there some sweet kills. But I didn't expect them to be in the space station and have Doom Guy talk to these people and have it actually be funny. It's like, wait a minute... This is pretty clever. I didn't expect you to go up to this this guy, take his <laughs> he had this this keychain like around his neck, drag him all the way over like very slowly for comedic effect over the door and then open the door. I didn't expect you to go up to a security guard and be like and him be like, hey, what are you doing? You can't be here. And then just calmly go and take his gun. Where it's like, <laughs> wait, this feels perfect, <laughs> but I wasn't expecting this level of humor in the presentation. Yeah. And, like, it, it, that's what I'm saying is it's like you have this personality, you have this humor, you have, like, this semblance of story that that I'm not sure anybody asks for but is appreciated. Mm-hmm. And then you have all the juicy bits, right? You have all of the, the like, oh, my God, these environments look amazing. You have the weapons that look incredible. But then you have the... This is insane, but it's perfect. You have a shotgun hook where you can grapple to different points of the environment and you immediately think, yes, the great secrets have already gotten even better. Yeah. Okay? I read a lot of mobility stuff. Right, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And you have you have an, like you have like a dash, right? Which wasn't in the first game, but it made so much sense that I was like, wait, wasn't that in the first game? <laughs> so you have like nice obvious not obvious but like not mind-blowing additions and then you have mind-blowing additions like the hook on the shotgun and then you have the doc brown spider monster oh what is that where 
you have people invading your game. Yes. And you don't know what it is. Uh, we don't we don't know. Right. Uh, but he collected a life there, and when people invaded, at the top it said lives left. And so I don't know if you have to kind of cash in on this currency in order to engage with the system. I don't know what you get out of it. But here's the perfect storm of Doom Eternal. That's super exciting and awesome, but if it sucks, whatever. I got the whole rest of this beautiful <laughs> game to play. And I think that's exactly the kind of position you want your game to be in, where, where you have everything. You have, you have crazy new stuff to really get people excited, but the, the core bits are so juicy that you're already in regardless. Yeah, it's nuts to me. We do have a lot of Souls likes today. Yeah. We don't yeah. have a lot of games where you can invade another person's game. Right, right. It's true. It's one of those things. Uh, is is you're saying? So many things about Souls have been copied, but not really that. Not that very many, many times. Yeah, I guess Metal Gear Solid Five, you could say, but like, just yeah. it's not like you, they're in your game. They are playing the enemies, trying to stop you from succeeding right. in this. And video that game. feels so not fun. even like Souls. That's more like Perfect Dark, dark Counteroperative. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, thanks, Blood. Counteroperative. Yeah. Tell me about this mode. Yeah, it was that. I mean, it, you play yeah. as the, the enemies. Yeah, uh, yeah. So one person, you know, split screen. So one person be playing as Joanna Dark, and the other person would be playing as enemy. If you shoot them, then they turn into another enemy. My friend never showed me this mode. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. But I, I, I yeah. Go ahead. Well, I just love these three games. I mean, just like yeah. to wrap up, I can save this comment for the end, you know, just to wrap up uh, talking about these three things. But like they were all sold so differently. Yes. You know, you, you look at I, I mean, I, when we were talking about Smash, I wanted to bring up Red Dead because for me, this every little minute of Smash gameplay was was conceived, you know, set up, played, captured and implemented into that video at a very specific spot. You know, mm-hmm. they like they knew before they started rolling on the footage, here's the shot we're getting with these characters to d- demonstrate this. Where I get the vibe from Red Dead that uh, maybe some of that was just a cutscene that the editor thought was appropriate, this one line. I could see directors coming in and kind of, well, now let's maybe use this moment to showcase this instead of this. Uh, and then you have a moment where Arthur Morgan's like walking into town and it's like, let's just, let's swip the camera around and get a little shot of him that you wouldn't see in the actual game. Yeah. You know, but just to kind of highlight, make it a little bit more cinematic cinematic and then doom's like just let it breathe doom's like just let it just show the game let it go and go and go and so it was neat like getting on minute three of just straight gameplay i'm just like oh it's so cool but like wouldn't necessarily have sold smash that well wouldn't necessarily have sold red dead that well would the, not pace, have sold smash the pace well would have been all, a lot yeah. slower in red what dead. i think was interesting too with uh doom's presentation is they had three distinct gameplay presentations there mm-hmm. it was like very different settings and environments and mm-hmm. mechanics that they showed off uh, and and in between that, they're just like, hey, here's some cool art. Here's our here's our enemy design. And I I was nervous when I saw the art because that normally like, sucks, art, right? At this yeah. point, like art, okay. And then see, seeing then those characters that they introduced right. in the yeah. game come to life, like when they showed, here's some art of you know the cacodemon falling apart, you know his his jaw falling off, and you know like his head opening up, you know and bleeding out and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, drawings are fun. And they actually see it in the game, and it's it was rewarding. They pulled it off. Right. Cool. Um, I do, and maybe this is just another thing to worry about, so I, I, I want to preface it with that, but I do worry about the invasion thing because I kind of feel like playing as the monsters is something where you sit down and you're like, that sounds awesome in paper, but when you really think about it, and especially with what they showed, where it's like, okay, I've got these shoulder weapons now, I've got this knife on my arm, <laughs> I've got this hook on my shotgun, and I've, I've got these dashes that I can do, and you think about how much the Doom guy can do, and then you go into a monster, and it's like, wow, I'm just so limited 
I just want to be the Doom guy. And of course, you can turn off this invasion stuff. You don't yeah. have to engage with it, to, to, yeah. to be fair. But I just wonder, like, from a design perspective, when you have a character that is constantly evolving throughout the entire game, how do you do the monsters? Do they evolve too? Do you change them? Do you get rewarded for being them over time? And so it's just it's just an interesting problem to yeah. think about, and I, and I hope it's not the case where it's like, the monster was fun twice, and now I never want to do it again. I just hope it doesn't fall into that camp. And then how much does it feel right, too? Right, you know? right. Like, you, you don't want this big, huge thing to just feel like a skin of the Doom guy. Right, or, or when you have, like enemies that can crawl all over the place and it's like yeah you can crawl on these very specific glowing points Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like well okay but that's not really what the thing does and i'm not saying they're going to do any of this but it's just an an interesting thing to kind of think through and and try to determine how they're going to solve it i want to know what kind of people this panel is though because to me, the idea of thinking of a person turning this on and saying come get me (laughs) is absurd and to me, the what idea of like, oh, I want to go into somebody else's game and ruin their day, that's so much more appealing to me. <laughs> like the idea of like turning it on, turning on invasion mode and saying like, come get me, everyone. I'm going to kill you. It's like to me, like that's who is that guy? I, Kyle, I, I think the characters that we control in games can kind yeah. of change how we approach the games. Because Doom Guy would be like that? Doom Guy is that. Doom sure. Guy is like absolutely come into my game i will murder you yeah <laughs> and so uh, i i honestly think that that attitude uh and especially if you think about like the doom 2016 like no i don't need you talking to me like pushing away the screen that's kind of appealing to me like cool. i want people to come into my game and we're gonna glory kill you like let's do it but are you there too yeah are I mean, you an I, invader I think, or the invadee i mean i i I think both will be fun for sure. I uh, think Blood yeah. is like a clever invader. Like he's <laughs> blending into the environment. He's like, ah, you're definitely gonna come to this secret. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> also, also worth noting that we were talking about Demon Souls, yeah. and like if, as far as I remember, that's a one-on-one thing. So you would have like, oh, the boss like fight. One person has entered your game. Where yeah. we saw two people come in. Right. And so I wonder if that's there's gonna be like a slider where it's like, okay, let people in, but one at a time. Like, or you can just be like. Hurt me, daddy. You know, bring it. Don't so, say hurt me, daddy. That's the difficulty, isn't <laughs> it? That's a difficulty in Doom. Isn't that the, div- the Doom difficulty? I, isn't that yeah. like the bottom? Is like hurt me, no, daddy? No, it or? is not or, hurt me, daddy. Yeah, it's hurt it me is. plenty. Hurt me plenty? Okay. Uh, that's not the lowest one. one. Can I play daddy one. is the baby mode. Oh, okay. It's called can there I play go. daddy? I'm getting them mixed up. I'm yeah. Sorry. yeah, it's okay. In the worst possible way, though. Hurt me, hurt me, daddy. Brandon, if you invade somebody... The first thing that you have to say is that's my name. That'll be my gamer tag. Yeah. <laughs> You'll hear that. <laughs> Sounds like it's <laughs> podcast halftime. Oh, saved. That the was the following. What? Do we have that correction in podcast halftime? What? 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 We're rolling right now. What's going I know. on? Uh, we're scoring. Uh, what about it? We we were a little bit off, but I mean we didn't have the information. We didn't have all the information. So correct. So Scorn is still in for the rest of this month. So that's the official take. This is just in. This is great. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) Brandon get that. So what happened was they let us know that they, you know, like they were saying, this is our last month. We're dropping a sponsorship. Thank you. And they they give us a little bit behind the scenes stuff that we can't share, but uh, it's all good news. And uh, and then after the first came around. They had dropped, and they they hadn't paid for you know that that spot that they were in, but.
But then after we recorded the podcast last week, that payment for this month went through. Oh, no. Okay, one more month of scoring, baby. <laughs> one more month. One more month. <laughs> the back, somber tapestries keep really, coming. Savor these. Savor these somber tapestries. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of August. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. L. Thanis. Beaten Down Brian. iKeyless. iKeyless.com is proud to sponsor Easy Allies. If you need a replacement car key or remote, use offer code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 30% off of your order. Hogue Law Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Hogue Law brings more than a decade of experience forming and funding companies, negotiating contracts, and everything in between, and is proud to support the allies. Check them out at hoeglaw.com or on Twitter at Hogue Law. Mango. <clears throat> Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure currently in development at Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. And our mega sponsor, Blue. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Uh, next. Ain't it like Scorn? You just think you think Scorn's gone, and then ah! Ah! I know <laughs> you got me. Scorn Trump scares. Scorn. <laughs> My tapestry has been somber. I know. <laughs> Finally, we said it right. Uh, our next segment is called Strictly Business. Mm. These are these are some headlines. They're just video games biz. You know, not too much to talk about in each case, but I feel like worth bringing up. Uh, Sumo Digital has acquired the Chinese Room. Yeah. Yeah, Jones gives me a very confusing face. I, I had you at Sumo Digital. For You're a like, second, yeah, I thought Sumo Digital was just picked up by Microsoft, but that wasn't one of the companies no. that, that they rattled that. up. No. No, what is, uh, so Chinese Room, I'm super familiar with. I'm trying to remember who okay, so Sumo ch- is. So Chinese Room is Amnesia, Dear Esther, and Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. That's that's basically what they've done. Sumo Digital, uh, they do uh, they did the Sonic Racing games. They're yeah. doing Team Sonic Racing. Oh, they did okay. Racing for Infinity. Uh, oh, interesting. When Infinity had racing in 3.0. Uh, their only self-published game is Snake Pass. That was their first self-published right. game. Got it. Okay, got and it. And Crackdown 3. They're basically the lead developers of that game currently at huh. this point. It's a really odd pairing in a way. That's yeah. Interesting. It, it is. Uh, basically, they had picked up people from other studios that had shut down and things like that. But this is, uh, I think, their first big acquisition. Just like, well, actually... To be fair, Chinese Room announced last year that they had to uh, lay off a bunch of people. Mm. And so basically they're allowing this studio to thrive and continue by this acquisition. Mm. Pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and basically that's it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, cool. And Chinese Room's, everyone's gone to the rapture? Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. It's cool to see like that studio. It's It was such a bummer when they're like, hey, we didn't make enough money. We got to shut down. It's like, no, come on. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's cool to see Sumo Digital pick that, them up. That's uh, Jessica Curry's. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've always really liked her. Good scores. Good scores. Oh, she's Good scores. Ama- she's yeah, like yeah. my favorite composer. Mm. And I think, Ian, she might still be on as freelance. I think they might still have her for like future I, projects. And- I remember a, f- uh, a few years back, she kind of like took a step uh, out of being as active just because like right. the industry was weird and also some health concerns, I think. But she, yeah, she said that she was still doing 
uh, scoring and some some other consultant stuff. So yeah, hopefully she's still involved because make more music, Jessica. Yeah, my understanding <laughs> is she was doing something else, but her like office was still there where it was, but she just wasn't involved in a lot of the day to day. Sumo Digital is pretty huge, by the way. They have five studios and mm. I think 500 employees. I read. Wow. Uh, wow. There's Sumo Digital Nottingham, Nottingham, uh, Sumo Digital Newcastle, Sumo Digital Sheffield, uh, Sumo Digital P- Pune, Pune in India. They have one oh. studio in India, Could and be Pune. Uh, now the Chinese room, as well. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. We might hear a lot more from Sumo Digital in the near future. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Uh, Crystal Dynamics has opened a new studio in Washington. Uh, the state of Washington, Bellevue, Washington, to mm. be more specific. Uh, that is to work on the Avengers game and more games going forward. But openly, they're like, hey, we're we're here to support the Avengers game and also work on some new games going forward. Oh, my. Oh, my. Brandon is hungry. Yeah. Well, I think we all are. Yeah. Every single time Square Enix is like, hey, we got a little E3 event. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, Marvel's games, is we have a little event coming up. I wonder if it's another year until we hear about this game. I wonder if it's E3 2019. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's E3 2019. I just don't want it to be like Infinity War Part 2 and scene. And then like six months later, like, hey, Avengers. You're like, you missed it. Yeah. We're on the new characters now, man. I hear you, Jones. I almost, I think that. Captain America. Like, (laughs) do you think, do you think that happens though? Don't you think the Avengers are big enough that, that like you can't miss it? Too badly. <laughs> if the if it's its own thing, if it's a Spider-Man situation, if it's right. really Square Enix getting being like they got they gave us our own adventure, right, right, right. Yeah. that's what then, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, sign yeah, me yeah. up for that. And they I, are, but yeah. I, I don't know. Is it? Do it is their think? own adventure. Oh, yes. Okay, all right. But I, I thought it, I, I thought it had to be MCU. But I still think it's there in a way, Jones. Where I I think there's a zeitgeist for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think there is certain representations of each uh, superhero that can get boring. I totally hear you on that. But I think much like. Spider-Man, a, a part of the appeal was not just that, like, oh, hey, it's Spider-Man. It's like, oh, my God, like, they really nailed Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. And so if you can make the Avengers feel incredible, I think I think that's a guaranteed smash. I think, yeah, gameplay <laughs> for me is a number one. Right. Yeah. You know, the story takes a huge backseat. <laughs> it's just like, but, I mean, if you're putting Iron Man and Hawkeye in the same game, it's like, what are we doing? What's the, what's the central control scheme that they're all kind of, you know, using as the, as the core yeah. Um, Wait. Who knows? Just theoretically, let's say you can, you can, we can join together as Avengers. Are you picking Hawkeye because you love the bow? Yeah. Okay. You're right. Hawkeye. I'm Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. oh, oh okay. we got a Hawkeye. Well, down. then I'm Captain America, baby. Okay. All right. We got to straighten out. Never in a million years did I think that Hawkeye would be the hotly contested Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blood. Who's your pick? Oh, my pick out of the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, We're getting dibs now. Get your dibs. <laughs> Get those dibs. Get your dibs. Uh, let's go with Hulk. Whoa, Ooh. blood dibs to Hulk. Ooh. Ben, who's your dibs? I was going to say Iron Man, but I think I'm going to switch it to Thor. Okay, that's a good dibs. Yeah, Ian, who's your dibs? Scarlet Witch, baby. Nice. Great. Good Scarlet dibs. Witch is a very good pick. Yeah, is she frequently in the Avengers? I think she's kind of like an overpowered character. She's like absurd. Like, if I understand correctly from the comics, which I don't read a lot of, yeah. she's like incredibly powerful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, she can just end it all, end any battle and immediately. And stuff just... gets like real weird, too, I guess. Didn't like, she say yeah. no more mutants? Wasn't that her? Yeah, that's House yeah. of M. That's in, her. In one of them, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
exciting though. That's a, that was a big deal. <laughs> uh, Patrick Soderlund has left EA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen him a lot. If you don't recognize that name, you you have seen this person mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, he was or still is today, I guess, chief design officer, and he got that title in April, like pretty recently. Uh, he's leaving. EA hasn't said why. Uh, he's had an interesting career path. Started off as well, not started off, but when Dice was acquired, he was the CEO of Dice, and then EA was like, "Hey, Dice, can you put Frostbite across this whole company?" And in that process, Patrick Soderlund rose and rose and rose yeah. to great heights, to many, many millions and millions of dollars earned every year. Just one of those kinds of executives. EA had to announce this week, "Hey, he's gone." Poof. Yeah. Can't tell you where. Can't tell you why. But uh, yeah, I, I f- first met him back uh, like in the reveal stage for Need for Speed Shift. What year is Need for Speed Shift? Is this? Oh, get get in on that. I don't I don't know for sure. Probably twelve. What's up? Was it two thousand twelve? That's my random guess. No, I think <laughs> Need for Speed Shift uh, re- release date. Um, I don't know the difference between them. I think like, Need which for one Speed Shift? Shift is twenty fourteen. Shift. So Shift was after like Undercover bombed right and they needed to reinvent need for speed and patrick wait uh, 2009 so yeah so it's wait, probably what was what was the need for speed that was like right at the start of the new consoles is that oh, the, the fmp thinking, one you're thinking of rivals but this is way before i'm thinking that. of rivals thank yeah. you that is what it is uh, you know what the weird thing is like shift and rivals are the exact same subtitle <laughs> <laughs> to me that's the exact same word you know gotta be confused yeah i i don't see how but um <laughs> so anyway you met him back in 2009 this is probably prior before to- that yeah that's prior to like the acquisition, then, right? Uh, well, he was definitely part of EA. Okay, okay. And he so was he's actually so, so, so the thing requ- with acquired. with uh, Soderland and, and the direction with Shift and Slightly Mad Studios uh, was, you know, they were trying to bring like respectability back to the mm. brand for for Need for Speed, and so yes. they they made this more realistic, more simulator. There's a lot of focus on the cockpit view, uh, and a lot of that was his actual like personal feedback for where the direction wanted to go because he actually r- raced car drives <laughs> and it's like he actually r- drove uh cars with like need for speed branding and stuff cool on them uh and he's super tall by the way yep uh and uh and yeah and so you know obviously that didn't pan out but he's also been involved in like ea original stuff and, and all of that i think it panned out for a moment i think need for speed had a bump yeah since 2009, but you're, yeah, at this moment, not, uh, uh, what do we say in Hollywood? When but I don't think Shift was really, I mean, Shift, I think, did okay. I don't think Shift 2 was received nearly as well, but people really wanted Need for Speed to go, you know, back to that Hot Pursuit era, and that's where yeah. we saw Criterion and all that. Yes. Uh, what, what is, what's the phrase I was searching for when you have a clout, I guess? Maybe it is it. Need for Speed doesn't have a clout right now, but, um, uh, uh, you don't have a clout, you have clout. No, I, what's the word? What is? It's not clout. It's, it's a, there's a, like a like a particularly Hollywood term that I love, and just how like gross it is. Um, Use it in okay. a sentence. What, what are you trying uh, to say? Need for Speed doesn't have a lot of blank right now. Sway, pull. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're getting close. You're so close. But Swagger. Anyway, Swagger's great, but not that word. Anyway, <laughs> uh, buzz. The, the news the, uh, out of this uh, uh, arrangement of him leaving is there's some there's some sort of things that are colliding uh, that EA is changing a little bit after he leaves. Um, uh, seed, you remember that that word in all caps, yeah. this the, like discovery term of technology. Uh, this whole team is now joining the EA Studios, so hmm. it, it's implied perhaps that they'll be directly involved with what 
EA is doing in gaming. Uh, I don't think we've seen any products from Seed yet. It was kind of like announced mysteriously, the strange acronym. Um, EA Originals and EA Partners are becoming one. And you might say, okay. what is the difference between EA Originals and EA Partners? Yeah, EA Partners is not a name I'm familiar with. Yeah, let's play a game. Let's play a game. I feel like uh, EA Partners is like an old thing that they haven't done much with lately. But very maybe true. I'm wrong. Give me some. Give me guess some EA Partners games. Brutal Legend. Yeah, nice. That's mm-hmm. an EA Partners game. Ooh, so nice. EA Partners is the third party studios that EA published. Okay. Yeah. Shadows I, of the Damned. Yeah. Ben's uh, on a roll. Here we go. I would, yes. I've got some like weird. The EA games I was interested in at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some yeah. kind of like Kung Fu Ninja game that was on the Wii that they did. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, I did not write that one down. <laughs> that uh, was a seven minute old. Shank. It didn't, it didn't... Shank. 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 Yes. Shank was he. Oh, man. Yeah, that's two right. Shanks, right. Yeah, we did. We got two. Yeah. Yes, yes, we did. Yes, Only we did. saw Shank. So I wonder if Shank 2 is published by someone else. Possibly, yeah. Uh, Syndicate. Right, was an EA partner. That was a it. weird game. I liked that game. And Rock Band. When Rock Band came out, that was EA Partners. EA Partners. Yeah. So yeah, that just feels like somebody who's just let's merge these into the same. Oh row yeah, because Blood I, I couldn't find anything recently. It looked like 2012 was the last big EA Partners yeah. game. Um, EA Originals. I, I think we can guess all of them actually. There's only five. Un- Unravel, Fee, Way Out, Unravel Two, Way Out, and upcoming. Oh, the, oh, the, the boat yep. and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the darkness. Yes, Get it? Yes. Can we find it? Oh. I know I couldn't if you asked me. Salt and boat. Is it? The sun. Something sun? No. No. Something. Oh, jeez. Oh, I remember. The, yeah. I can sea remember of the solitude. Sea, yeah, of solitude. sea of Solitude. Yeah, blood camp. SOS. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Ian has brought up a list of words. <laughs> But it's still not it. It okay. is not influence. It is not prestige. It is not sway. It is not edge. It is not oh, leverage. Man, it is not pull. It is not weight. It is a very Hollywood particular term when you say it doesn't have a lot stock? of... Something uh, like stock, Jones. <laughs> it's something like this. What the so hell frustrating. Is it? Yeah. Oh, man. Just let him go, Ian. Just, yeah, let, just him go. let me go. Uh, can, I, can I say an unpopular comment about Soderlund? That uh, I respect a man in the work, and I'm glad to hear about him in the history. I will not miss him during EA press conferences. <laughs> I, no no question, fair. one of the dullest presenters you I've ever what? seen it's in fair. any press conference well, with any funny, company ever. I, like, and I don't know if it's just him or some, I just, I just, I, I mean, I've, I've attended two A plays live, and I've just stared into his eyes, and I'm like... <laughs> He's just not. He just doesn't seem interested in what he's yeah. talking about. Like yeah. he's just, a, you know. You know what's funny is I saw when I was reading the, the the Kotaku coverage of this, there was somebody in the comments who said they worked at EA, and he was exactly like that when they had meetings that they couldn't oh, sure. stand yeah. it. Yeah, well, and I and <laughs> I seemed a real guy, right? He's some, again, some people in that situation just kill it in business sense. You yes. know, it's like I'm sure he has a extremely smart business mind. It has nothing to do with completely separate, you know, qualities of somebody. But it's just like some companies. Are like no 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 we want the executives to be on stage talking about these things and it's like I don't know maybe yes. uh, it was nice having Andrea there that's all I gotta say <laughs> <laughs> just liven it up a little bit Jones yeah it was an uncalled for comment but not Sorry. unwarranted in a way yeah it's like I get you I hundred percent get you it is now time for love and respect love and respect. Let's do this is another I was just look I was just getting into this one. Um it's kind of interesting to me. I kind of want to talk about this. Uh it's from Leo S Luna. Love and Respect by the way is the segment in which our patrons submit topics to us. Uh 
I'd like to hear your thoughts on Discord having a digital market for games. They told Variety that they'll even bring 90-day timed exclusive games like Bad North and many more. That means after those three months, they'll release the games on other platforms such as uh, GOG, Steam, Nintendo eShop for Switch, and so on. They say they don't uh, want to compete with Steam, but I'm not sure about that. I mean, they promise a curated list of games and consider they already have 150 million users on the app. What do we think about Discord having its own digital marketplace? There are several video game news stories that you could give me uh, that I would say probably like rank in the top five. Like, boy, I really don't care about this, uh, but it's for a reason. It's it's not just I'm, apathy yeah, for apathy's sake. I'm always okay, okay uh, with people but saying I don't care. Yeah, the world, my world specifically, mm-hmm. does not need another digital marketplace. To purchase, from which to purchase games. So that's kind of their pitch, though, Ben. That's the weird thing. If you yeah. actually, like, I realize that, like, it's, that is a dull story, and that's why it, I had to, like, look into it first. It's always their pitch. Uh, yes, it is. <clears throat> but their pitch is, hey, we're curating it. Yeah, yeah We yeah. don't want to have any boring games. We just want to have the cream of the crop on our store. Okay, but... But they won't, right? What do you mean they won't? They're going to have but the who, games that don't want to be... On Steam first. Not every game is going to be exclusive. That's not okay. the only thing that's going to be available in their, in their curated store. But they're not going to have like the cream of the crop right away, are they? I mean, what, what I, kind of the example is Hollow Knight. The example they had on their own page was like right. Hollow Knight. Yeah, but, but I've already played a lot of Hollow Knight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have already played a lot of Hollow Knight. Yeah, you coming out the gate being like, "Listen, Hollow Knight's a good game." Not a super exciting story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're talking Discord, right? So I would, I would think that multiplayer games would be important. Do they have Battlefield? No. That's what I mean. That's They're not what's, gonna. Like, that's what's strange. It's like you yeah. were gonna have the cream of the crop, but we're not gonna have Battlefield. Like, yeah. What? That what wasn't that wasn't their pitch at all. Really, it okay. was like, hey, every week there's just a deluge of games. A deluge. Anyway, there's just so many games coming, and so I think it's more about the indie games. I think it is not. Like, hey, we're gonna have the big games. I want to talk about that yeah. really quickly because there. That's a story that is written a lot. It's yes. like, wow, there's so much stuff on Steam, and so much of it is bad. I don't see almost any of it. Like, there are so many channels now that I feel like people have built their entire careers off being like, hey, here's this hidden gem on Steam. Like, or or here's this particular genre of game. Here, you can go and find it. Like, it's not hard going to Steam and finding the games that you're interested in and not paying attention to the ones that you don't. Sure. Um, a lot of times, I'll just go to, to top sellers and see what's doing really well. Like, I, I, I feel the, like... What about the games you don't know you're interested in? How do you discover a game on Steam? I don't, I don't go to marketplaces to discover games. Yeah. I, I go to people... Who I trust to discover games. I, I do. I do agree with Ben. Where a lot of times people complain about finding stuff on the eShop or finding stuff on the PlayStation Store or Steam or whatever, and, and like, I, I just find the game that I want to download. Like I don't go browsing through these marketplaces ever. So it's it's kind of a strange thing to me. It's like I, yeah, I think the only browsing I've ever done on Steam is for VR. It's just because there's, oh, you know, right. I'll, I'll get yeah. in a VR mood and I'll be like, just something else. Give me something fun. Right. It could be really dumb. It doesn't matter. Um, but almost never do I actually like, you know, this pull is so the trigger. Funny. I love browsing. 
Yeah. I love going to the PlayStation <laughs> store to browse. I love going to the Switch eShop and browsing. I actually like really like it. I'm looking at screenshots and like watching trailers of games I've never heard of before. I'm into that kind of thing. Um, but I'm, I'm so interested in hearing this panel just say like, nah, dude. Like, sorry, Discord. I, I mean, yeah. I, and I'm admittedly in a very different position than a lot of people because I've got my, my inbox every morning with 30 new emails for right. games that many of them I don't care about once in a while something will catch my eyes like a Russian subway dogs or a gris or something right. you know? yeah. yeah but like a lot of them is like nope skip nope skip because you have to skip. Yeah. there's no way you could pay attention to all of those games right yeah. I, and I think that's the thing I do want to bring that up that that my situation may not be the same as everyone's situation where I feel like I have enough games to play to last me 10 lifetimes <laughs> and so like if I hear about a game, it's usually like, ah, this game is so interesting that it's piercing through that wall. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, great. Here's all the stuff that I'm excited for. This looks so good that we can add it onto the pile. I find that I tend to enjoy browsing the most for things that like I am casually interested in. Where yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to go to the store to look at this specific thing and I'll enjoy it. Like your, your own like lack of knowledge kind of makes that process enjoyable because like right. everything is fun to discover. Yes. But, but I feel like when you're so immersed in it and it's your job uh, that like I, I do tend to go to these stores for a very specific purpose a lot of the times. Um, Jones, there's one last feature about, about the discord. Uh, I, it's not their, their personal marketplace. Uh, it is uh this idea, they, they're, they're big in gaming. I didn't realize Discord's sneakily huge. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one feature of launching any game from any service you have is one thing they're really excited about. So if you have a game on Origin, if you have a game on Steam, they're all listed in Discord. Discord's searching for each of these games. It is going to launch uh, Origin or whatever Ubisoft has. It's still going to launch those things, but this is this organizes your game your games across you all of your individual launchers too right you can put everything into your steam you can library. add things into steam yeah. yeah and i feel like what discord likes is saying hey this is where you communicate this is where you talk to all your buds and this is where you can launch all your games and that's becoming increasingly true i mean it's a valid point I, like i use discord all the time and a, a lot like i feel like just the the adoption of discord is becoming more prevalent yeah it, it sort of feels like it's on a twitch arc in so a way can't can't you see discord becoming a kingmaker for games I just, it has to be better th- than Steam. Like, it, the, the the thing for me is it's, it kind of feels like it's solving a problem that doesn't need to be solved. Yeah. Where it's like, cool that I can launch everything in one place, or I can move my mouse, like, one inch over and just click on the <laughs> Steam window. Like, that's not a hard thing. Yeah. I'm not losing sleep being like, oh, man, if only I could do this all in Discord. And it just it just seems like that the kind of thing where you just you just hype it up, but it's not actually a problem for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have Discord and Steam open together all the time. I get that. I get that saying, like, hey, Discord, this isn't why we like you, man. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the, right. the friend right. who's just like, hey, I got <laughs> two bananas. Like, that's not why I like you, dude. <laughs> right. It also feels right. kind of gross because in order to promote their service, they have to talk down to other services. They have to be like, you don't want to open Steam. Sure. You know, and you're like, all right. You know, what if people just like, I love Steam. I've loved I've been using this forever. And now, like, okay, you're trying to convince me to not use something for no reason, like you said, that I didn't ask for. It wasn't mm-hmm. like you're not addressing a frustration that I've had. Uh, I, I, 
I think the first thing I heard about this, I was like, gosh, I, I wonder if they would have gotten a little more goodwill or kind of gotten their foot in the door in a lot of people's minds if they had like a game trust approach. If there was just one game that you helped actually make, if you like mm-hmm. helped fund or were like, like the, one of the first games we're going to have at launch is a game you can't get anywhere else. And is a game that we actually worked with the publisher to help make happen. Yeah. So what is Bad North? Does anyone know what that is? That's that's their version of what you're just talking about, Jones. But yeah, I know nothing about it to be honest. Hmm. But okay, cool. Yeah, I mean that. Now I'm interested. Now, now I think that's. Yeah. Now I think that you can get some goodwill from from really any community if it's like, oh, that, you know, that game looks interesting. Yeah. Whether I'm going to end up playing that game or not, it's like, oh, neat. You gave people jobs. You gave. You're yeah. creating new right. opportunities right. in this industry instead of telling me to reject one software for another. Yeah, I, I do wonder. I wonder if Discord will become a gaming like a huge gaming company, huge gaming initiative beyond gaming communication as it currently is. Uh, but yeah, if I was an indie, indie developer, I would love to have Discord feature my game. Uh, Ian has a description of Bad <laughs> North for us. It is a charming but brutal real time tactics roguelike. Defend your idyllic island's kingdom against a horde of Viking invaders as you lead the desperate exodus of your people. Command your loyal subjects to full tactical advantage of the unique shape of each island. Um, coming to Switch, Xbox One, and PS4, summer 2018. But first, to Discord. Uh, I think there's, I think Nitro is like basically the 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 store that runs it, uh, but they, they have their own curated place, their own shop uh, that you can find there. Jones, I don't know if Bad North is that game that you were just describing. Off that description right there, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, like it sounds, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. It's going to help Bad North, absolutely. It's, it's also going to come out on phones, I guess. Okay. Okay. Hey, come on on everything. Oh, you know what we never talked about? Uh, Doom Eternal announcing that uh, 2019 PS4, oh, yeah. Xbox One, PC, yeah. but Switch as well. Mm. Not necessarily guaranteeing Switch at launch, but saying, hey, this is a Switch game too. Uh, presumably developed by Panic Button, who did the Doom Swi- Doom Switch uh, uh, port that's already there. Kind of cool. Kinda Very interesting. cool. Very, Very cool. cool. Yeah. Not a lot of big games say, and Switch. That's pretty rare, actually, mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting. Uh, real quick, yeah. my thoughts on the Discord thing. Get on um, it. My thing is, like, what I want from a communication software is for it to be light and fast and yeah. easy to use and in the background. Correct. And, like, the more functionality that we didn't ask for that they add, especially if it's, like, in built into Discord Prime, like, the, if I don't want that, it's just going to gum up my Discord, you know? Like, I want to hear someone's voice and never think about it. Yeah. That's all I'm using Discord for. I get what you're saying. Wait, which... Is why so many people migrated over to Discord because it was like, right. oh man, because it was simpler. this is so easy and yeah. it worked better. Yeah, and I know a lot of people like live in the chat rooms on there and stuff, and like that's totally rad. But like, still, it's just it has a function. I don't know. It's weird. The, the problem with businesses is someone has to say, yeah, but how do we make more money? You know, they have to expand. That's just what they are. You know what I mean? Fiduciary right. duty, man. Yeah, yeah, fiduciary duty. How do we make more money? And yeah, they, they have to find... How do we get that person? Some we way to expand. Yeah, we need to... How do we make more money? But... No, we need a person to answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> no, we just need someone to come in and ask in an annoying way. Yeah, uh, but... but So this is one of those things. It's like, how do we make more money? Okay, like, maybe we could have our own store shop, like, opened up on this thing. But yeah, I, Coming I get what you're saying. Easy it's not what the appeal of Discord is. But it's Easy like, store. but it's like with Twitch, it, it, at least it makes a little bit of sense. It's like 
here's the game you're watching right now, buy it, and we'll take a cut. But, I, like, this makes very little sense to me. I really kind of have to commend Twitch purely from a business perspective because I feel like in recent years they've kind of focused up in extremely smart ways where they, they make, like, watching the Overwatch League an event. Uh, they, they've really highlighted clips. and But it all feels like things that enhance the streaming idea like it, it well, feels they've kind done of their, like kind of weird advertising bounties and all of that kind of thing as well they have they have but like it was like they did some overwatch thing and i i didn't participate in it so i'm not as knowledgeable on it as i wish i was but they're like hey if you watch this this long you'll like get this thing um Oh and, no! Yeah, but and, and I'm saying this purely from a business perspective. Yeah, it that's good for business. And like just the 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 Twitch Prime, just everything about Twitch Prime feels really smart. Where it's like, yeah. hey, I would never sub to anybody, but I got this thing for free. And it sucks to watch commercials. And so, yeah. like when you right. when you turn come into a stream and there's a commercial, that sucks. Right, but and it's but yeah. it's also investing you further in this thing. You yeah. feel more attached to it. But mm-hmm. all of this stuff is kind of centered around streaming. It's not like, hey, open up this store. Well, yeah. and also like I don't envy Discord because, like, or service based companies like that where it's free to the end user by and large. Yeah. And like you have to make it good and not littered with ads to come out and be competitive. And it's like, yeah, how do you turn that around and monetize it? I, 150 I million users? That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. And it's and like, it's, how do we monetize this? How do we make right. a penny off these people? We'd be, we'd be filthy rich. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. I don't envy that. Good and luck like, to Maybe Discord. there's some angle that a store makes sense that I'm just not seeing. But yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But also, they're reading all those messages. Don't worry about it. Like they're <laughs> mining for information. Yeah, yeah. They got a lot of data. I have to assume. I have to assume that's their angle of Devos. Yeah. Uh, I want to play a game that is more of one of our more popular games that we've ever played, uh, Pokedex or Real Animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is so fun. Yes. Uh, I like this one. Uh, Tanner Methven, uh, Methven has brought us more, has more of the same game. And you know what? I'm willing to play more of the same game. My hometown was called Meth Heaven. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good joke. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, okay, yeah, basically that's the premise. I'll, I'll skip most of those things. Uh, if you haven't played this game, were you two, either of you here for the first time here. we played this? Okay, no, was. but I feel like I get it. You absolutely get <laughs> <gonna love. laughs> Okay. Sometimes they drink so much blood, they can't fly anymore. The, then they fall to the ground and become food for others. Real. Real animal. Pokemon. Pokemon. That's a Pokemon. Damn, oh, damn it. Sounds real. Sounds pretty real. That's Golbat. Golbat drinks oh, nice. too much blood. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking it was a bat, though. I was close. <laughs> yeah, you well, were. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, Good reminder yeah. of, of how just vicious Pokedex entries could be. Okay. Yeah. Drinks too much blood, just becomes food for more Pokemon. Right. Yeah, it was when it just becomes food. It's like, well, that doesn't sound right. That's yeah. the trick. That's the yeah. trick of this game. Well done, Bloodworth. Also, wait, does that confirm that Pokemon eat each other? They do. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. They do horrible things to each other. Oh, oh they're like, yeah. I, I, I and remember... also, like, weirdly horrible things to children all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing that some eat the eggs of other Pokemon. And oh, stuff. yeah. I remember hearing that. Good memory, John. Reading it. Pokemon's messed up. Yep. Mm-hmm. They are very protective by nature and honk at an intimidating volume. Some countries even use them to guard police stations instead of dogs. Real. Geese. Real. Real. Yeah, that is geese. Well done, Ian. Uh,. Dogs was a giveaway. Dogs are almost never mentioned in any Pokedex entry. Sure. 
You know what the giveaway was for me? The word countries. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah that, that's country, exactly. Again, that countries existing is a rare thing. I had it at Loud yeah. Honk. Yeah. I was like, that's geese. Those <laughs> yeah. things are terrifying. But, you know, we got to start easy. got to start easy. Its tongue contains flexible bones, so it will wrap its tongue around its cranium to protect itself from damage. Oh. This, is, this is a Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon. Sure. Pokemon. I hope you it's real. It's real. Oh, what? Yes. Woodpeckers. Oh, what? what? Can you believe? What? Woodpeckers are Greninja? What? Yes. They have bones in their tongues, and when they're falling, they wrap their tongue around their skull. This was something where I was like, I'm sure I've read that in a Pokemon century. What kind of woodpecker? I don't it's know. It's got to be a very specific woodpecker. When you when you start <laughs> when you start googling woodpecker, tongue auto fills after. It. No way. Yeah. I guess this is a fact that blows a lot of people. This is away. making me feel less comfortable about existing in this oh, world. Oh, so long <laughs> for woodpeckers. Ah! Okay. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Everyone at home, Google it. It has been known to become so angry that it dies as a result. <laughs> That's a Pokemon. Real. God, real. I hope it's real. I need more guesses. That is a Pokemon. Oh. Primeape. Yeah. 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 Uh. Primeape becomes so mad it just yeah. dies. <laughs> That's a Pokemon. What kind of maniac do you have to be to write that for a kid's game? <laughs> who do you, who, why do you do that? Somebody that's crunching on a game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta write Rose 700 that. of these? Yeah. <laughs> it gets so mad that it dies. There, die. Yeah. Just like me. Let yeah. me sleep. Because that is its Pokemon Sun entry. It's like, what more can I say about Primate? Right. What do you want from me? Yeah, that's so funny. It always runs full speed and only in straight lines. It is very challenged by gently curving roads. Real. Pokemon. Real. Pokemon. That's a Pokemon. Uh, That's Lanoon, a very unpopular Pokemon. Right. <laughs> Lanoon sucks. Lanoon is a bad Pokemon. I don't. Who is Lanoon? Don't at me. Lanoon is. Um, it's basically. Uh, it's a mammal. That's basically, I don't even know what to compare it to, like a, a gentle badger. It's just a long, oh, yes. That's uh, a very boring Pokemon. It's a, just a gentle badger, yes. Okay. Um, what generation is white that? White and brown. Uh, that is, I think Lanoon is before black and white. That's okay, my guess. So I think it's Diamond, Diamond and Pearl. Pearl. Okay, I think it's Diamond okay. and Pearl. It's not from I've not, I've not, I've like no experience with Diamond I, I should have known with the emphasis generation on roads. The mention of roads. Oh, yeah, that that's where I has a problem like, with yeah. roads. You know, roads yeah, are much what, more prevalent in Pokemon games than they are in about the real worlds. World. We're not keeping score, are we? No. Okay. Despite spending their entire life in the water, though, Ben, I do think you are winning, they are notoriously so. bad so. swimmers. They have been known to perish from exhaustion during stormy weather. Real. 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 Can you read it one more time? Is that unfair? No, it's, okay. it's an interesting <laughs> fact. Despite spending their entire life in the water, they are notoriously bad swimmers. They have been known to perish from exhaustion during stormy weather. I think it's real. My guess is a seal. My I also, guess is a toad. I also think it's real. I want to hear more guess. It is real, but I want to hear more guesses of what this animal is. Or a sea lion? Some kind of frog? Like a smaller animal? I'm thinking a toad, mostly. I don't know if you're going to guess it. Seahorse. I oh. that popped in the brain. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, why would it be a seahorse? That's because why I countered that. Seahorses have weak little dumb little flippers, Tiny little right? They have wings. crazy bodies and like just little flippers on the sides, and they just die. Just like, oh, sorry, the water's too rough. I'm a water. I'm an aquatic animal, but I'm gonna just die here. That's so nuts. This is like my favorite segment for any podcast ever. <laughs> I, know. I, really, I love it's really, really good. It has impressive muscles, which it shows off to potential mates okay. by flexing like humans, emphasizing the biceps in particular. However, 
It cannot move its legs independent of one another on land or move backwards. Pokemon. Kangaroo. I was gonna guess like Machoke. Gotta get the Ian. That's Kangaroo. I'm gonna yes. if you could just if you peg it immediately, that's it. Uh-huh. Yes. Well done, Ian. Woo! Wow. Kangaroos showing off their muscles. Yeah. Yeah. There's some flexing rip. it like yeah. humans. Yeah, you're right. There's yeah. I've, I've seen I've some seen I, I yeah. thought it was like it's a Machoke until you were talking about the, the movement. And funny, part. they can't walk. They have to just. They basically have yeah. to hop. Well done, Ian. That was I didn't know that. I didn't know they literally can't walk. I thought they just preferred to hop. That's nuts. Uh, Despite their ferocious appearance, they can't roar, but chirp like birds instead. Additionally, they are quite anxious to the point where caretakers often provide them with support animals. Oh, this has to be real. Real, yeah. Oh, dear. (laughs) The silence. I'm going to guess Pokemon. It's real. Okay. But Uh, I don't think you'll ever guess what this animal is. Sloth. Panda. No, no, despite their ferocious appearance. Oh. Yeah, I'm thinking some kind of a cat. It is. It's a cheetah. Oh. oh. Cheetahs can't roar. They just chirp like birds. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. I feel like positive I've seen a cheetah <laughs> roar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you, you feel like you've watched like a lot of... Uh, nature documentaries yes. where they put them in slow motion, but there's somebody narrating over them. Yeah. So you you have the roar in your head, but it's just a chirp. Have you never heard cat do that? No. Oh yeah. I've I've heard many cats make many cats noises. That? Chirping. No. Oh, Wes only chirps. Make yeah, the noise. he only chirps. Make the noise. It, it's it's like uh, it's funny because uh, veterinarians or just you know animal doctors and researchers like aren't one hundred percent sure why they do it. My my thing is 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 they're simulating the the biting thing. So if you see like a cat looking at the window and it sees a bird, it's like it's like this. It's, is it this noise Ian's playing yeah, for us right now? What? That's a no. cheetah. Oh, that's a cheetah. Yeah. That's a bird. That's, that's a nuts. <laughs> I'm watching My semblance of reality can only take so much. That so it could be nuts. that it's yeah, it's it's like, like it wants to bite on something, or maybe it's it's some kind of attempt at a call to like get you know birds or small animals to get closer to them. I, I think it's like cute. They like support there. animals. I think it's cute that cheetahs need support animals as well. <laughs> cheetah with a little monkey. Yeah, just hanging out. Dang. <laughs> Their skin is so thin that they will be burned if sunlight hits them. When it gets cold out, they gather together to warm one another's bodies. Pokemon. Uh, yeah. It is. You said that Pokemon, so confidently. Yeah. Do you know what when it is? When you said their skin, I just was like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> really? Yeah, what yeah for some that? reason. I don't know why. I don't think you could guess. It's Zubat. I was going to... Were you going to guess Zubat? Yes! <laughs> I'm so sorry, I swear man. to you I I'm was. I'm so sorry, dude. It's like this. Like the second or third <laughs> time I was like, oh, yeah. No, I was really going to say Zubat. Dang. Yeah. Shout him out, Ben. Believe in yourself. Okay. All right. We just got to be more confident. But when I'm confident, I'm wrong. That's why... That's where the unconfidence... <laughs> that's the human condition, baby. Yeah. yeah. Despite its intimidating fangs, it lacks the ability to create poison. So it eats poisonous frogs and stores their toxins in its neck. Real. 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 Yeah, that's good. That's real. That's uh, a snake. It's obviously a snake. Yeah. The type is a tiger keelback. Tiger. Wow. Yeah, it's an Asian snake, apparently, mm-hmm. in parentheses. Nope, nope, nope. It produces approximately 10 gallons of saliva per day. Yummy. Right. Pokemon. I want that to is be Is that a real, new? Oh, Pokemon. that's a new that's one. That's a new one? Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. That's, Just a, new, that's, that's a new fact, yes. It produces yeah, that, approximately 10 gallons of... That's Pokemon. No, that's real. It, what, what was your guess, Ian? I want it to be real. It's real. Yeah. Oh! Wow! What animal produces 10 gallons of saliva? Okay, let's think. A hippo? A hippopotamus? Oh, yeah. I love that guess. That is a very good guess. It's not a hippo. A bison. 
No, it's an no. animal we like. We really like this animal. We really like this animal? Yeah. The chicken. We got to bond with this a animal Saint to raise Bernard. its stats. Oh, it's dogs? Yeah. No, it's like, it's like we, we can go to this animal to carry our weapons for us. Horse. Elephant? Horse, yeah. Oh, horse. Yeah. Ten gallons? Ten gallons? Ten gallons! You grow his horse? Wow, Stop that's that. that ten gallons is a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. And when you life. think of and you, when you think of like horses, they do just have like wet mouths. I wonder cool if Don knows that. Been another I want to. Yeah, I want to ask Don. Camels spit hmm. a lot. And oh, if yeah, he knows camel. that. Oh yeah, he knows. He knows his horse. Oh first. okay. Don knows. Its dung is an explosive substance and can be put to various uses. Real Pokemon. Real. A real Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. Oh, that's a Pokemon. With using the word dung. Yeah, Explosive dung? Come on. And Turtonator, I don't know if you've seen him. Turtonator, <laughs> is, he's, the, he's got a big red shell and he's always looking behind his back. That big, dumb turtle dragon has explosive dung. But it's like a pyro situation where like he can't light it himself you know, with his and powers. he's so smug. You he's so to, smug. You, you need can't. To, you need to be All there right. with the Somebody, somebody took Turtonator's dung and said, man, we got to try. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta try uh i want to take one more comment which is just wait we're done start. yeah that's it that was the end of the game uh, good game love that game love that, that game, game is amazing yeah. that was yeah. extremely fun i don't know how long ago it was we played that it might just be a month but like it's not long ago okay yeah, yeah i, I want to space i want to play it like every two months i want to come back i could have game. done like 50 more of those that's yeah. so much fun <laughs> love that game right. and yeah, 10 gallons 10 gallons a right. gross horse uh Love and respect. I've got a story and a question. Uh, during my time in college, our campus hosted a GoldenEye 64 tournament. Mm. Mm-hmm. While I loved playing GoldenEye 64 as a kid, I often played the multiplayer against myself, plugging in extra controllers, staging the characters in different spots, and then practicing running around corners and shooting at my target dummies. The first round of this tournament was a four-person free-for-all with automatics on stack. Jones, what's, which one is Stack? Uh, I believe that's the library downstairs. I think it's the basement oh, okay. of All the right. library. It's, it, uh, the library has two floors, and then there's other quote-unquote maps that just it's just the that's basement or, or the top floor. Gives me a basement. frame of reference for this. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, the round columns. was over so fast. The top player had more than double my score, but I was able to tie for second place. The judges hadn't planned for this, and... While they were debating what to do, I went over to my friends and I told them I was planning to drop out. I simply didn't feel great about my performance and felt that it wouldn't matter. Um, we have some facts from Ian. It is the upper level of the library. Which makes sense. Stacks, Stacks of books. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. My friends gave me a great pep talk. They told me to stick with it, that I was doing great damage and that my kills were simply being picked off. The judges ruled that I would get to proceed in the tournament, and I, and I wasn't killed in any of the remaining rounds. Wow. Went through unkilled. The remaining rounds were on larger maps, where the auto-aim auto feature could no longer interfere with my aim. In GoldenEye, uh, the auto-aim feature pulls your cursor to the chest, uh, where you do less damage. Mm-hmm. Auto-aim is only active when you're a certain number of pixels away from another character. In the larger maps, I could keep a large distance from other players. No auto-aim pains for me. No auto-aim help for them. The final match was Temple with Golden Gun. Ooh. 
Once I ripped the golden gun from my opponent's cold, dead <laughs> fingers, I was able to simply snipe him from across the map for some very satisfactory kills. I'm so grateful for my friends' support. Had they not voiced their support, I would have never stayed in the tournament. Can you share a time when you've supported a friend and re- or received support from a friend to overcome a hurdle in a video game? Thank you so much for all you do. Love and respect. Super dead fish. I don't know if we have any stories that grand. Obviously, I picked it because that's just a mm-hmm. fun, very particular story. <sighs> I have a simple story. Sure. Yeah, I got one. Uh, so I am both extremely competitive and hate competition. Okay. Like, I like challenging myself against other people. But when a bunch of others are watching, I just psych myself out. And I was really into Hearthstone for a very long time, as many people know. And I was trying to stream me getting to Legend because I was like very... I don't even remember where I was. I was like rank three or two or something. I was like, I'm going to stream myself getting to Legend. And I was just... It was a long stream and I was losing my mind. And everybody else, I think, had left. Huber comes back to the office... I remember the stream. Yes. Yes. Huber, Huber came back to the office to offer support. Yeah. And I I honestly felt like I was going insane and it meant the world to me. And it what it was like two AM he came to the office? I don't remember the time. Yes. A lot of this is very fuzzy. Yes. But what I do remember is that he came back and sat there with me and like you know, Huber and I are, are pretty close friends and he, we can joke around with each other and we can rib each other, but like there was none of that. It was just like 100% pure support. There yeah. was no joking around. He was just being like an incredibly nice guy. And like from that moment, I was like, I would take a bullet for you. I'd do it. Yeah. Like it just really showed me the quality of his character. In he's a, a good guy. He's a very good guy. Yes. Jones, what's your story? Uh, one of my favorite gaming memories of all time was a 8v8 halo tournament that i had with some friends of mine where we set up LAN on two completely separate sides of a house yes so when scores were made you could hear you know, just like a little bit of cheer yeah you could hear just like a little bit of cheering uh from like you know the other part of are the we house. talking four xboxes then um so everybody's on four screen? correct four four two xboxes four boxes and two one xboxes. screen okay Got uh and uh we were gonna do three maps it was hang em high then blood gulch then sidewinder and Which one's Sidewinder? Sidewinder's the horseshoe uh, snow level. Oh, I love that level. Yeah, it's really great, especially the the original form of it. And uh, I remember going into it, my, my buddy Jeff, who I co-founded GT with, uh, <laughs> not for you, for the viewers at home, in yes. case you don't know who Jeff is, uh, was the other, I was team leader of my team, and he was team leader of the other team. And I believe we were the Rebellion versus the Empire. And it's uh, so dorky. And, uh, so oh, everything bit. about this is heavily, yeah. heavily dorky. <laughs> and uh, before we went in, he said, yeah, we can talk about who's winning, because it was best two out of three. And he's like, yeah. we can talk about who's going to win what or anything. But it all comes down to Sidewinder. He was a broken record about this again and again and again. Yeah. Kept mentioning Sidewinder. Doesn't matter who wins what. It all comes down to Sidewinder. Uh, we get annihilated on Hang em High. I mean, it is bloody. It is brutal. You know, yeah. like, my team's just scattered all over the place. They know what's going on. Blood Gulch starts very bad. And then at one point, we're just like, all right. And we lock down and we stop the slaughter for a bit. But then eventually, just attrition, they, they beat us back to our base and take us out. So we go into Sidewinder. We've already lost. And so they're just like, let's just do Sidewinder for fun. But we already know who the champs are. And we take Sidewinder. And the thing that was really great about it was uh, the mistake I made was I, I taught everybody on my team the same way. And there were definitely people on my team that were very familiar with Halo and people on my team who were not. And so I remember, like, those people who weren't good at it and or people that were better, like, we just huddled. And I remember everybody was like, all right, 
let's just completely change our strategies. And let's not, like, try to examine every situation. Who are our best players? It's you and Nathan. The two of you, just just get that flag. And everything was CTF. So it's like, just get that flag. Just do that run Is every this you time. being the team leader? You're, like, you're laying out these plans? No, because I laid out the plans for the first two rounds. Oh, okay. It was bad. So bad you planning. lost your leadership role. Okay. And so they, but we all just kind of got together. We had one guy on our this. team, Kevin, who's just not very good. So we just gave him a pistol. And we're like, you just stand by the flag. If anyone, anyone, even if they're on our team, comes through this hallway, just start firing like crazy and so we gave everybody really realistic (laughs) goals and we took winder and i just remember like they were really happy and they were like well we won i'm like yes but if you remember ad nauseum you were repeating it all came down to winder and it was capture the flag we took winder yeah Yeah, i love that dude and uh i felt so good where does the support come in in that just that the the team didn't give up that we didn't go to winder and everyone was like oh well like all of them had their idea it was almost like they were more invigorated by those two losses going into that third one um, and supporting me as a team captain who clearly failed like miserably. <laughs> yeah. In nice. in in giving, you know, the, the the people on the team the right roles, you know, understanding their skill level and giving them the appropriate thing to do. I strategized it too much. Got to They didn't understand captain, what I was though. talking about most of the time. Rebellion versus Empire. Why did you put that layer on top of two Spartan armies facing <laughs> off each other? Cuz we're just big Star Wars nerds. All right. Okay. I uh mm-hmm. I once had a friend who was going through a really hard time and uh we were all living in Chicago, and he lived by himself, um, but, you know, he was having a hard time. And so, basically, he just, like, lived on my couch uh, for a long time, and he would play Battlefield uh, 1943? Battlefront. Battlefield 1943, yeah. yeah. And uh, he played it so much that he platinumed it on my PlayStation 3. Um, but, yeah, just because he would come and just play that game all the time. Uh, just to keep his mind off everything, I guess. And you were encouraging. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I gave him, you know, he was at my house for like weeks. <laughs> hmm. But it, yeah, he platinumed a game on my PS3 that I was bad at. <laughs> uh, before corrections, I do know that game did not have a platinum trophy, but you could 100% it. We get it. Time for bets. <laughs> Wait, what? You can't platinum that game. You can't? No, you can 100% it. But uh, it, I guess he like 100%ed everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. Uh, Shenmue 1 and 2 will be released Tuesday, August 21st. This is crazy. Shenmue 1 and 2 are actually going to be a game that you can just play. That's so nuts. good. What will the download size be? I should specify on PS4. Should we do PS4 or PC? I guess it doesn't matter. What? PC? Let's we should do say s- specifically. We, do yeah, we should. Yeah, we should say. Huh? Let's do PS4 because it's easy to check. And PS4. It's, like one. it's one. It's right there. Okay. What is it going to be in PS4? 18 gigs. Okay. Ben. This was tough. 14 gigs. Daniel Bloodworth. I'm really close to Brandon. 17.3 gigs. The point three. Love we're, it. We're in a ballpark here. I'm uh, 12.2 gigs. Ooh. Ian, your guess. I think it's an older game. 23 gigs. Ooh. That's a lot, though. That's huge. Lots of videos. Lots of. Oh, I get what you're saying. Uncompressed video. But it's, the size is so good for a remaster. That yeah. hidden three demo, yeah. two different right. hidden <laughs> uh, Let me lock that in. Last week's bet was about We Happy Few, which released uh, on Friday, August 10th. We bet about how many grins would appear on the back of the box. Mm. And I love you checking it with Dawn before. It's hard. I just heard some some mumbling, and it's like, oh, I don't want to be a part of that conversation. (laughs) Jones, you bet three. Brad bet three. Huber bet two. I bet three. Ian bet four. And as Jones just said, it wasn't easy. Thank you to everybody who who tweets these to us. I think in the future, you have to, like, tweet separate photos 
of like different parts of the box because there's lots of gray areas. There's lots of I have to talk to Don and say, does this count as a grin? Does that count as a grin? Just because like if you get the whole box, the picture's so small, like you yes, can't really see it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. There are at least four grins on this box. Between four and six, we're giving it to Ian. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. I got one? Yes. <laughs> Whoa! So that brings okay. the scores to Red Grouse 11. <laughs> Gorgeous Gorilla 16. Very good unison. Droopy Eagles 9. <laughs> and Switcher Snake 6. That was the most conservative Gorgeous Gorilla I've ever heard in the history of yeah. Gorgeous Gorillas. But it was in line. It was yeah, really in yeah, line. Yeah, I really like that. Didn't embellish. I appreciate it. Oh, like a GQ gorilla. You yeah, know? they know it. Um, <laughs> Just came out, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about patreon.com slash easy allies. This is how the easy allies are funded. We are a, a crowdfunded group of content creators. And so, yeah, it's not just this podcast. It is many reviews, live streams, previews, cool shows, like just that aren't about anything, you know, just that are about our, <laughs> us just talking about things we're passionate about. It's a channel which about is, uh, nothing. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it's how crowdfunding works, you know, it's like, a, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a blast. I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're in the $5 and up tier, uh, you get this podcast two days early to watch or listen to. It is now time to see if Steve Phillips will survive. <gasps> oh. Slytherin Steve Phillips. Slytherin Steve Phillips. He lived! Yes! He lived! Yes. That's two! What the? Well, last one was our enemy. Steve Phillips is actually the first party member yes. who lived through an Correct. episode and is Correct. now permanently in our party. Nice. Oh. That's what happens when you believe in something. That's really nice. So now we have a snake with human arms. Jones might want to chop those arms off. I'm not clear about what he meant. We're not going to let him. We're not going to let him float it out there. Hey, Steve. I mean, if, if, you know, you you're thinking of chopping them off. I mean, it could be like you know rehabilitative surgery. So I mean, it's yeah. No, I say we graft some legs on him, turn him into a lizard. Here we go. We're, we're gonna need. We're gonna need more party members who can maybe facilitate that. We need some uh, kind of like one creates legs. Yeah. So, so, so uh, Artemis, the leg master. Uh, it's, <laughs> Once but what if Artemis her. becomes our enemy? Like, uh, oh. uh, Ian, you've won the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Eyes video or perhaps event that you would like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, or you can change anything in the Desire Index. And you can just sign off with your trademark sign-off. Uh, oh, the de- oh, the Desire Index is so jacked. <laughs> I don't even remember it. And I can't get Kingdom Hearts out of there, right? You can. I think it's out of the top three. <laughs> no, it is. Sorry. Kingdom Hearts is number three right now. Ah. All right. Well, my Twitter handle is at Ian Hink. H-I-N-C-K. Um, a video I would promote is this weekend uh, happening right now if it's Friday or happening in a day or two if you are a Patreon subscriber and got this early. Easy living is happening it's our 50 hour live stream uh and also like sub pitch in and down hit the beach episode of easy Out update will be in there too uh one of the best well, yeah out of control this uh this one's something special i got a couple of special things planned uh a uh 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 put sekiro at number four. Oh, okay sure it's it was at eight 
So Sekiro is now moving to number four, bumping Red Dead Redemption 2 to number five. What? Wow. Red Dead's not in top three? Who <laughs> no. are you what? people? Where is, where is, where's Devil May Cry 5? Oh, Ben, it's, it's down to 11, yeah, man. To 11 I think this is not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you didn't get the final word. Uh, good night and good game. What do you mean you let him out? Turned out to be a koala.